How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. Welcome to Bacon Wrap Business. This is Brad Costanzo. And if you are a longtime subscriber and listener, today is going to be a special treat for you. If this is the first time you have stumbled across this show and you don't know who I am, you don't know what this is about, but you like bacon and you like business and you're like, well, this kind of makes sense. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm Brad Costanzo and I'm a serial entrepreneur, angel investor, I am a business and marketing consultant. I run my own business is, uh, completely separate from the consulting that I do. And this is my platform to sit down with some of the most inspirational, uh, high achieving, peak performing, successful entrepreneurs and pick their brains clean on how they did it, what makes them tick, what's working now, what's not. And I think of it as my way of asking somebody if I can sit down and have a coffee and pick their brain, which they would normally hate, but because I've got a big old audience, they happily do it and they let me extract all of the goody, good information from them, uh, free of charge. So I like to think that uh, of this as you eavesdropping on me having, uh, you know, conversations that I really, really want to have with people I really, really want to talk to. And I think you're going to get that out of today's episode as well. By the way, today's episode is about two years overdue. And that's because I started the show two years ago. And at the time I was already working with today's uh, guest, Kent Clothier. So Kent and I have been friends for, oh, I guess about three and a half years at the time of this recording. And he started off as a referral from my buddy Drew Cannoli to uh, work with Kent and help him. Initially, it was just publish a book, right? And then Kent and I did such good work together. He said, listen, I'd really like to hire you and bring you on as a consultant to help me grow my marketing business and uh, use your strategies to see if we can grow together. And I took him up on that. And it was uh, one of the best things I've ever done because not only did I get to be a part of a multi-million dollar a year company and utilize marketing campaigns that helped him, you know, grow tremendously, but I got to be a witness to an entrepreneur who is extremely inspirational and has, you know, had major successes, major failures back down to zero, which he'll talk about and then back up and I have learned so much from him as a friend, as a mentor, as a friend tour, that uh, it's a real honor to bring him on the show to talk to you. And it's interesting, though, because I know so much about Kent. And anytime I am curious about something, I just pick up the phone and call him. But um, that being said, I try to ask him some questions that I didn't necessarily know, but get him to shed some light on really what it takes to be an entrepreneur who moves with intention and gets things done despite all their fears, despite any disadvantages or drawbacks they may have. And because I've already done the episode, I can tell you, man, it's going to be a really, really good one. A little bit about Kent. Kent's the founder and CEO of a company called Real Estate Worldwide, which is one of the fastest growing companies in the country. In fact, the Clothier family is the only family who has four companies on the list of the Fortune, I'm sorry, the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies, all in real estate. But in case you think that Kent was born into a real estate family with a silver spoon, it's quite the opposite. In fact, he'll tell the story about starting off in the grocery business, making a fortune, losing it all and coming back like, you know, wildfire in the, in the uh, real estate business. And, uh, it's been a dramatic rise, fall and rise again. And he'll talk about some of the lessons he learned along the way, as well as some of the things that you can take away to, no matter what you're doing or what business you're in. Um, the company real estate worldwide is the premier top educational based system for learning how to invest in real estate, as well as the number one software platform for generating leads of buyers, sellers, and private lenders that's used by real estate investors all over the place. So Kent made a 
amazing transition from simply being a real estate investor to also being a software entrepreneur and then a coaching provider. So he's got his fingers in a lot of different pies. He's seen it all. He knows how to grow a business very big and do it the right way without, you know, jeopardizing his reputation as one of those carnival barkers out there who's preaching get rich quick. You'll never hear things like that from Kent. In fact, he's going to tell you it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a a lot of hard work and that it's not always easy, but it's definitely worth it. Uh, I could go on for days about Kent and his qualifications, but I want to jump into the interview uh, that you have asked to hear. So let's go ahead and bring Kent on the line right now. All right, Kent, you with me, buddy. I'm here, man. All right. Dude, this has been a long overdue podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We have talked about this. Um, forever. I mean, forever. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because we've worked together. We've been such good friends for, I mean, three years now, two, two, over two, almost three years now. And, um, there is so much that we could talk about. And it was kind of funny because whenever I wanted to pick your brain, I could just walk into the other office or pick up the phone and talk to you. So it, it kind of makes doing a podcast where I extract the things that I don't know difficult. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. Um, as I mentioned in the introduction, the, um, you know, you've had probably more than any, well, definitely more than any other, uh, you know, person, especially in my professional life, you've had a bigger impact on me personally and professionally than really anybody else. I, I was very fortunate to get to work with you and help serve you, uh, and your business, but I was also very fortunate to get to work with you, um, and do things that a lot, a lot of people pay very, very big money to spend just a couple days with you and to see how you operate. And I got to see it firsthand. So just personally, I want to thank you very much for all of the business lessons, but also the personal lessons and friendship that you've given me over the past several years. And uh, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at without a lot of your guidance. So I want, I want to appreciate you and acknowledge you for that. Oh, dude, I appreciate that. And, and the feeling is, is mutual, brother, as you know, as you know. Thank you. Thank you. So for my audience, uh, this should be pretty cool because there is, it's very rare that I've ever pulled somebody on where I've got a deep, deep understanding of their uh, background, their knowledge and why the things that they, that, you know, my guests can share can be so impactful. And instead of just talking about little micro tactics and sizzling hot little business ideas, uh, whenever I think of you, I think of you as like the, like the true entrepreneur who, who makes big things happen, who takes big risks and jumps in. Uh, you know, you always talk about moving with intention, um, to build, you know, a real lasting impact. But before we dive into that, let's give people kind of a quick backstory on like kind of where you came from and the things you've kind of done. So they go, Oh crap, this is somebody I really need to be listening to. Um, the, so let me give you the three minute view here, right. or the three minute pitch here. So they, I, I, I started, uh, as an entrepreneur when I was 17, uh, I came from a very entrepreneurial family. And so my dad and I started, uh, in a business of actually grocery wholesaling of all things, but not in the traditional sense that we were doing grocery wholesaling in kind of a, uh, an off market sense. What we were doing was, um, most people, don't know that groceries, you know, when you, when you see a, a grocery item, that little UPC, the scan code, the barcode on every item you see, well, that's a, that little code, uh, represents uh, a unique identifier for that product. And it is the same identifier everywhere in the world. Everywhere that product is sold, that same little 10 digit number is, it, it exists. And what's interesting about that and why I even bring it up is because although the number is the same and although the product is the same and although, you know, everything is the same, what thing, one thing that is considerably different from just one city to the next is how much the manufacturer actually sells the product for. And so, you know, a, a case of Kraft mac and cheese, for instance, um, in Miami, Florida, the, you know, Kraft General Foods may sell that product for $40. And the exact same item, no difference whatsoever, they may sell it in Denver, Colorado for $20. And anytime that happens, you are creating a very inefficient market. You're creating opportunity for guys like me. And and at a very young age, like I said, 17 years old, we quickly figured out that we could go into one market, buy something, put it on a truck, and turn around and ship it into another market and sell it uh, at a at, 
you know, below what they were paying from the manufacturer. And it was called diverting. It was grocery wholesaling. And this little company we started in Memphis, Tennessee was doing, you know, roughly by the time I was 23, was doing $50 million a year. By the time I was 28, was doing $800 million. By the time I was 30, I was running a $1.8 billion a year company. So no, my, no, stress, no, no stress, no pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, as a very, you know, in my twenties, I had a very unique, um, business, uh, resume, right? I mean, I basically grew up in a situation where things move very fast. You know, I, t- I learned very quickly that you could accomplish great things and big things. If you, I, I just didn't know any different than to go big and hard. And, and I, saw, you know, I was on the front row, front lines, if you will, of seeing things happen in a really dynamic way. So from the time I'm 17 to the time I'm 30, you know, I've got the Midas touch. I just had this amazing uh, journey that created a really, really big company, a lot of money, a lot of opportunity, a lot of things go right. And then um, about that time, as most people, you know, that would experience that kind of thing in their 20s and 30s, um, or I should say in their 20s, Basically, I turned 30 and then three weeks later, I walked out of the company. Um, I had a run in with my partners and basically just walked away from an operation where I was making just an ungodly amount of money and was just pissed off and and uh, full of, you know what, that I just said, hey, I'm going to go do this uh, on my own. I don't need anybody else now. And over the course of 22 months, lost everything. Um, you know, I had a nice big nest egg that I completely pissed away and Millions, uh, right? Millions. Millions of dollars burnt every bridge, every relationship, every, I mean, as, as if you can imagine out, I mean, without having drugs and alcohol, but if you can imagine every other way you could possibly just completely fall flat on your face from a business perspective and a personal perspective. I mean, I was there. I was morally bankrupt. I was financially bankrupt. I mean, I was just a complete mess. I lost everything. Um, and it was devastating. And all you knew. From like an early age, because you got started so early, all you really had known to that point was success. I am a big badass baller and probably felt like you had the Midas touch. So I can no imagine. No doubt. I mean, it's one of those things, man. If you don't ever know what failure tastes like, it's really, it's a bitter taste. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I basically, um, had never failed. I had won constantly and I was in an industry, you know, the industry here we are doing $1.8 billion, but this little niche industry was doing roughly about five or $6 billion. So we were the player and me being on top of the biggest operation in that little niche industry. I was the man, right? Everybody in the industry knew who I was every, you know, you could call any grocery retailer or any grocery wholesaler, thousands of companies all over the country and they knew exactly who I was. And so I had this, you know, the money, the power, the reputation, the, I mean, it was, it was all there. And, um, so the fall from that was hard. Um, but it's exactly what I needed, man. I mean, humble pie. I, I was, I was the guy that needed it because I just, I was not humble in the slightest. I was completely cocky and full of shit. Just was what it was. It was. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, man, you know, so basically from that, I, I, I got, you know, after I lost everything and tried to get back on my feet, my, my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time basically saved my life and stepped in and said, hey, I know what you can do. Um, move in with me. Because I, I, I mean, I had to sell everything. Um, you know, going through everything I went through uh, and basically making bad, this bad business decision after bad business decision, trying to start another company. Um, that's turned you around. Discovered, uh, you discovered real estate investing soon after. And what I love about it is the fact that you took that same general, um, model of operating, which is, okay, let's, in essence, wholesale groceries, find out what people are buying and then just go fill the demand. And you b- started doing that with real estate investing, like, you know, where people are fixing and flipping, but you, um, how did how did you get started on the real estate side? I ask, even though I know. Well, so most people have no idea when they hear real estate, they think of just retail, right? I mean, it's basically what happened, what we see in the news every day. Housing markets are up, housing markets are down. Use a realtor for this, use a realtor for that. Most most people and, and anybody's uh, idea of investing in real estate is typically what they see in a you know a thirty minute show on HGTV. Um, so 
most have no idea that there's a market out there called wholesaling. And that's effectively where people go off and they, they quickly find properties, put them under contract and then flip those, flip those, those properties to uh, other investors or people that are wanting them to, for construction or whatever the case may be. So I had no idea this industry existed uh, as well, but I sat, was sitting on my couch, you know, uh, like I said, at my girlfriend's house at the time, watched a late night infomercial. Um, just like I guarantee people are, are listening to this have done as well. You know, I watched one of those late night infomercials was really tough for me to, to bad mouth them because I'm a product of it. Yep. Went to one of those events, got excited about it, saw what they were doing. And I was certainly different than most people in the room because I was connecting a lot of dots because I had just come from an industry where wholesaling was my bread and butter. Yeah. And I was just saying, oh, wait, I can do this with real estate. Just a different product. Yeah. I mean, in, you know, take, uh, extract grocery, insert uh, house. <laughs> house. Hey, or even go, better, let's go. Insert contract for a house. Yeah. And so, we exploded. So for, for my listeners who don't really know what real estate wholesaling is, uh, give us a 30 second version. You go and put something under contract. You put a house under contract. So I get, you know, people have always heard, how do you buy, how do you buy a house with no money, no credit, no experience? You know, we've all seen those commercials. So it's pretty straightforward. You go and put a, a, a house under contract. Um, and upon putting that house under contract, you go and find somebody, uh, being other investors, rehabbers, fix and flippers, people that want to rent them, whatever, right? You go find the people that are, that are really looking for that property for investment. You just got to it first and you assign your interest or flip your interest in the contract. So I go put something under contract for a hundred grand and I can quickly go to somebody else and say, listen, I have this property under contract for a hundred grand. Um, I'll assign it to you for a fee of $20,000. So now they're on the hook for $120,000. You effectively make $20,000 on a deal that you never really own and you've never really actually closed on the property. You were just smart enough to get it under contract and flip your interest in that contract, assign your interest in the contract. And it I, happens every day. Yeah. And the genius of it, it and people are like, well, how does that work? How do you get somebody to do that? I mean, obviously the, the key is you have to find somebody in the situation where they're motivated to sell the property in the first place, because maybe it's in disrepair. Maybe they're losing money. Maybe they're going through a divorce. It could be a million things. Um, and when you're able to do that and you're able to connect that with all the people out there who all the active investors paying cash for properties. I mean, being that toll gate, that guy in the middle, the nicest part about wholesaling, and I'm putting a lot of words in your mouth just because I'm so familiar with the industry and I've done this myself. The nice part is it's probably the least risky way to get started, the quickest cash flow, the least brain damage. And you went on then after a lot of success to develop software and systems to make this even easier. So, and I know that we personally had success using your software to generate that, you know, finds you all the, you know, motivated sellers and cash buyers just, you know, for the audience's sake, Kent and I put, you know, we used his system, his leads, his database, basically we set out, uh, and this is not easily duplicatable, uh, because of what we did, but 88 letters, just 88, but it proves what you can do. Uh, we sent out 88 letters, found somebody who said, yeah, they called us up to say, and this is, we were just messing around, you and I. And they said, yeah, I'm happy to sell you this house. And we turned around without even seeing it and sold that contract. And I think we made about what, $22,000 just on exactly. that. The, uh, we were doing a little test, but it goes to prove that when you have good data, which your systems do, and we'll provide a link to, you know, if people want to check this stuff out. But if you have really good data, potentially motivated sellers, and then you know that there are people out there who are paying pro cash for properties. I mean, there was zero brain damage in that entire thing. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, the big epiphany was I got out there and I started flipping a lot of houses, started uh, flipping a lot of contracts, making a lot of money, got back up on my feet, got going, built a lot of momentum, and then got married. And my wife and I, we're having a little girl and um, I quickly realized, you know, slap on the forehead here that, oh my God, wait a minute. If I stop buying and selling houses, the money stops. Uh, I don't really own a business. I own a job. Yeah, it's not and passive job, income. Yeah. No, the job's, the job's paying me good, but it's not, it's, it's not a business. And so then to your point, we got really, um, 
you know, we got really dialed in on creating the systems, the processes, the data, the marketing, and created the software. And the, and again, all the things that, that make it, that made it really, really easy for us to take a business to, I shouldn't say easy, but really simple for us to take a business to scale over the course of the next few years. Um, and when we did that, we got a lot of people's attention. I mean, we went to now we're a business that's flipping 50 houses a month uh, to this very day. And when you do that, a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows like, man, I'd love to figure out what you're doing. And that kind of, we kind of got drug into the information business, into the software business, into the education business. We, we weren't really looking to do any of those things. But, you know, when you create systems and processes that people, that make it easy for people, you know, opportunities start to arise. And that's what happened for us. Yeah. And it's, it's been a fun, it's been a fun, crazy ride and watching you be able to create uh, so many other success stories with really frustrated uh, you know, investors and people who have answered various infomercial calls and read the books and tried and failed different things. Um, the, the power of having good data, good systems and a simple process that just allows people to, you know, take action and, and, and apply the results. I mean, I think that's also the difference when you said, Hey, I was a product of the infomercial stuff, infomercials, business opportunities. They get the worst name in the industry. Like, Oh, it's one of those scammy infomercials, but it's not true. The difference is you took that information and you connected the dots and you moved forward with it. And that's the, would you say that that's probably the biggest problem of why more people aren't seeing success, whether it's with real estate, whether it's with business and entrepreneurship or anything else, what do you think is holding most people back from being able to get similar results? Well, I mean, let's be honest, right? There's just some people that have no business being in business. Um, there's some people that don't understand how to hold themselves accountable. Um, there's some people that don't, I mean, I would argue that the number one thing that will contribute to your success in business is what's going on between your ears, period. Right. Um, if you don't have the the right mentality, if you're not feeding your mind the right stuff, if you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, if you're not listening to the right podcast or reading the right books or taking the right trainings, um, none of it matters, right? I mean, fundamentally, the transaction part of anything in, in making money online or making money in real estate or making, you know, fundamentally, those those are just tactics, it's strategies, they're techniques, and none of them matter if mentally you're not prepared to do what it takes to see it through. And I think that's probably as big a thing as any, you know, as I've been doing this now, I guess I'm now in my, oh God, 13th year, 14th year of doing this, um, that I can tell you the biggest shift that I see is that there's some people that come out of business or an opportunity and it's they they quite literally there's they expect to push a button and it's just going to start raining money right i mean they 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 truly believe they've got a lottery ticket in their hands and it's just super easy and it's easy because everybody told me it was going to be easy and that's just not true i mean it's just that simple i mean and this is hard work and there's this a difference is, between simple and easy it can be a simple system oh. that's not always easy to do yeah i'm mean, simple a simple is hey this is a process Go from step one to step two to step three, just like putting a, you know, a puzzle together. It, the process works. It is simple. You can follow it. And if you have the right drive, the right determination, you're feeding yourself the right, uh, you know, things mentally to keep you engaged and keep you in the game and not let yourself get distracted and go chase after the next shiny thing. You just stay on point and you do it. Follow the process, the simple process over and over and over and over. Um, chances are better than not. You're going to get the result. I think what people do is they approach stuff and they, they believe that it's on their timeline and business just doesn't work like that. Um, you know, business is about being relentless. Business is about being passionate and just saying, Hey, I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to, I failure is just simply not an option. You know, as, as you've heard me say, burn the boats. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going backwards. And when you have that approach, I think that's the key differentiator. And so you ask the question, you know, why do some people get uh, get the results and, you know, we're all going through the same process. We're all going through the same education. Why do some get it and some don't? Because I believe that probably 90% of the people that, that, that go into those situations don't have the foundation of what it takes to actually be successful, regardless of what they're doing. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate about it, right? You've seen me talk about it. That's what I spend most of my time on. Yeah. 
It is true. It's like you, most of the coaching that you do, most of the instruction you do really does revolve around that mindset stuff. And the unfortunate part is that mindset stuff, it is always the most impactful to people, but it's the thing that they don't go into it wanting to learn. They want to know the t- tricks and tactics, uh, as opposed to the, um, the mindset. Like, how do you get past that fear of starting or that fear of taking the next step? And how do you make that shift into, you know, doing it when the times get hard. And that's the, uh, that's the other part that I've noticed too, just as an entrepreneur and talking to a lot, it is really easy to start something. It's an easy to get intoxicated by a new opportunity or a new method. But when you jump into it and you start it and then you realize, yeah, okay, this actually takes work, effort. So there's going to be some sleepless nights and a lot of confusion and a lot of doubt. Am I, am I doing the right thing? Is it ever going to work out? Uh, what do you, I mean, Maybe you're cut from a different cloth because of your upbringing has been very entrepreneurial and everything else that you're able to just kind of move through that like a lot easier than some people. But for people who have that fear of going big and burning the boats and just saying, screw it, I'm going to do it no matter what it takes. How do you, how do you get them over that shift? Or how do you get them to make that shift that says, all right, I'm in. I'll do what it takes. Well, I mean, I think I, you know, I'm a big numbers guy. I think when you're, when you deal in a world of facts, right? And you've heard me say, Hey, it's just, it's just math. When you get to the math, right? When you just get down to the, to the simple hard facts of situations, it's pretty difficult to, de- to deny. And so for me, uh, you know, I, you hear me talk about time all the time. For me, it's just very simple. At the end of the day, I have a very finite number of days left on this planet. And the more I face that reality and the more I help people face that reality, the less, um, I mean, it becomes very hypocritical for somebody to say you want something and not be willing to take the actions to get it, right? When, when somebody sits there and says, yeah, I'll get to it someday, next month, next year, whatever. When you look somebody in the face and say, you understand that tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, none of that's promised. Um, and you have an opportunity to do something now, in this moment, right now, you know, in the next five minutes, next 30 minutes, the actions you take can have a direct impact on your future. When you get somebody to, to, to get in reality versus, you know, having their head up in the clouds, like most people, it's just easier to ignore. Uh, I think that's when, when a lot of, a lot of magical things happen. I mean, I think a lot of people, and I think that's a gift. I think that's what entrepreneurs do to themselves as often as they possibly can, right? I think we successful entre- entrepreneurs have an ability to trick themselves, um, mm-hmm. to ment- to mentally make themselves turn it on and off, and that they just have a way. At least all you know, most success- successful entrepreneurs I hang around, it's just we have a way of making this moment matter, and we understand the impact of it better than most. In other words, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to put in the time. I'm going to follow the system. I'm going to follow the process. I'm going to do it. I'm going to create the leverage. I'm going to hire the people. I'm going to, I'm going to grind out whatever I need to do now because I understand the impact it can have down the road. And I think that the more you can deal in reality like that, where you're just, man, don't just stop screwing around. Uh, it's reckless and irresponsible to act like and pretend that you have time. You just don't. And I've been also, you know, equally as fortunate, like you said, my background and my, my upbringing was really impactful, but I've had a couple, you know, pretty, pretty serious, impactful things that have happened in my life over the years that, that really have been not so subtle reminders of how fast things can, can go away. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that because it gives me a perspective. Like I, I just, I simply refuse to believe that, uh, I've got time to waste. And I think. And, you know, your question directly, the more often you can put yourself into that kind of mindset, the more, the easier it becomes to take big action. Yeah, you're right. And I know that, you know, and on a, just a daily basis. So it's hard to sometimes just remind yourself every day or, you know, have this macabre outlook, like I'm about to die. I need to do this stuff. Right. So what, but the other thing that I've found myself doing as a result of, you know, being, you know, friends and colleague with you for so long is reminding myself that, yeah, first of all, deadlines are everything. Like if I get, if I don't give myself a deadline to do something, it doesn't get done. And the only time I've ever been productive in my life is when I've had (laughs) deadlines. It's weird how that works, but I mean, it's called a dead line, maybe for a reason, (laughs) 
You know, it's a deadline. Is our life is a deadline? But if you give yourself those micro deadlines of saying, um, yeah, I may, I may not have to get into this macabre um, mindset daily to motivate myself, but give myself the deadlines to get this step of the process done. I think it takes away a lot of the. Uh, it, it provides urgency. I know for me, and it it creates. Well, it creates action and movement. Well, dude, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's just easier to ignore. Yeah. That's the big thing, right? I mean, that's what everybody should be, you know, should take away is it just be really aware of the way you think about this kind of stuff. And it's just easier. Like what I said, you know, my, the deep South of me is coming out. It's basically what I call running home to mama. It's just easier to run home to mama and kind of get into your comfort zone yeah. and to just not do anything. And to just not risk anything, to not go for it, to not try to create this exceptional life, to not go off and create exceptional memories with your family and friends and, and to travel the world and do, just do all the, it's just easier to just sit on your ass and not do anything. But either way, the clock's ticking and you get a choice. You can either have everything you want as fast as you can get it, or you can act like and pretend and keep telling yourself that you'll get to it sometime. And the reality of it is, is you, if you're just honest, you know that's not right, that that you're just full of crap. Yeah. And and you're just you know kicking the can, and you're just unwilling to do what you that what what it takes to get to the next level. So because you're unwilling to do it, you shouldn't expect it. And it's just that simple. If you want to have great things, if you want to live an exceptional life, if you want to have an amazing business, then do what it takes. Go hard. As fast as you possibly can. Do not hesitate. Do not wait. Take big risk. Um, you know, be passionate about something. Be willing to lose it all in order to fight for your dream. Because why, you know, why? If there's one thing I can assure you that it's worth losing it all for, it's fighting for your dream. Right. Um, and when you kind of get into that mindset, I'm not talking about motivation, rah rah rah, inspiration. I'm just talking about literally flipping the switch where you're just in a hurry to have everything. Because you're promised nothing. And that, man, is a key, critical component. I know at least but for me has been in my success, in my journey, is that I'm just relentless when it comes to thinking about, man, you know, I may have 10,000 days left, but I promise you 9,999 of them are going to be amazing if I have any, you know, skin in the game. And that's just the way I think about it. Right. And I know I've noticed you're very good at, identifying the things that are wasteful activities as opposed to either revenue generating activities or personally fulfilling activities, right? Like spending time with your family and your friends and then doing things that make money versus just doing things for shits and giggles and, you know, yeah, I mean, let's, yeah, let's be, you know, candid about it, right. Money is great. Money is money, uh, buys freedom, buys time. I mean, I focus, as you know, a lot of attention on, creating as much money as I can and turning around and buying moments and buying time and creating freedom for my family, right? So we have a lot of people that do a lot of things to support our business, a lot of things to support us personally, you know, from from the mundane things that need to be done around a household, mundane things that need to be done inside of a business still need to be done. But if I can actually buy my own time back where I don't have to do them, to me, that's a great investment. And that's the way I view the world, um, that if I can pay somebody 10, you know, $15 to do something, but I get an hour of my time back. Well, the way I look at it is I just bought an hour of my time for 15 bucks. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a hell of a bargain. Right. And you know, you, and, you were, t I, I want you to share with uh, the audience because this was something I've repeated several times about that exact same thing. So when you hired a nanny for, for your daughter and the conversation you were having with Seema, your wife, about whose time you're really buying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, most people would view that as we can't afford to do that, right? And then, of course, my wife was the same way. We can't afford to pay a nanny. I think it was $28 an hour or something like that to come in and take care of our, our child at the time. And, and I did not view it that way. My viewpoint was uh, we can't afford not to. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm spending $28 an hour to buy an hour of your freedom. Seema, that's what's going to happen. So whatever you do with that, I don't care. If, if you tell the nanny she needs to sit there on the couch and, and she's going to watch TV with her, with her feet up on the coffee table, that's cool. Uh, and that's the way the conversation kind of started. I was like, but I'm making the investment because I know that if you are able to take that hour and go and do what you need to do and what you want to do and, and not have to worry about 
you know, doing the laundry or not to worry about making the baby's meals or any of that kind of stuff, right? Where you, where you can kind of just go take care of yourself, whether it's going to the gym or, or, or whatever, whatever you choose to do with that time. If I can buy an hour of your happiness for 20 bucks or so, that's an unbelievably wise investment on my time. And same thing goes in business, right? Like, cause we think, yeah. oh, well, and it took me a long time to get over this because I, I started to just like, oh, screw it. I can do it. I may as well just do it. Why, why spend the time on hiring somebody else to do this when I can just knock it out? And it took me a long time to kind of get to that point where I was like, wait a minute. I'm not paying this person, uh, even $50 an hour to do what they're doing. I'm purchase, I'm buying back an hour of my time for a discount of $50 because I know that my, you know, my hours, I can produce a lot more. Absolutely. Than that. And even the times where I'm not producing, I may buy it just to have the peace of mind and not have to do anything that, that hour. So, and I know that that downtime makes my uptime even better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're quite literally buying some peace of mind. You know that you're buying something that, um, you know, kind of gives you the freedom, right? It's really tough to create freedom if you're not willing to break free. Yeah. And so you got to be willing to step away. You got to be willing to step back and say, listen, I'm willing to make investments to buy my own time. And you, and you worded it perfectly. I'm buying an hour of my time at a discount of $50. Yes, that is exactly what's taking place. And it's a beautiful thing. And that's the game. You know, as an entrepreneur, as often as you can do that, that's how you create that balance, right? Yeah. That's how you actually turn it into a business. Yeah. And we've uh, talked about this in the past, which is, it's the same thing when you're surrounding yourself with whether it's mentors, masterminds, you and I are, you know, co-founders of the boardroom mastermind. And we've done that together. And we, you know, we know that surrounding ourselves with the right people and taking a shortcut to, you know, hiring mentors when, when it's needed, it's the same exact principle. If I, if I come to you and pay you $10,000 to spend a day with you to get everything I need to do from you, I'm not paying you $10,000. I'm buying my time. Like I'm, I'm taking a shortcut. I'm buying all the time that it would take me to figure that stuff out on my own. Right. You're buying a, you're buying roughly a hundred thousand dollars worth of time, effort, energy, and brain damage for $10,000. Right. And it's a shortcut. It, and it would take you five years and tens of thousands, hundred thousand dollars to go through what you could learn and com- and what gets compressed into a 48 hour period. Right. I mean, it's, that's exactly what's going on. Right. And those are the, you know, those are the types of people I find to be the most successful. The, the most recent client, Charles, that uh, just hired me, one of the things that he said, and I loved it because I knew automatically that he gets it because he does several million dollars a year. He's very successful. He came to me and he said, uh, listen, I could, you know, he goes, I love reading marketing. I love doing all this stuff. I know that you know this, these things. I would much rather just cut in line, pay you to help me shortcut the entire process because I don't have time to screw around with this. And he, that it's that mindset that I know he took with me that he's taken with, uh, you know, the rest of his life that realizes that there are shortcuts out there. They're not always free, but it's not that you're buying knowledge, you're buying your time back. And I think the more people um, really integrate that into their mentality, the better they'll be. I'm constantly trying to put that into my mentality. I'm notoriously cheap. I, <laughs> you know that. I'm notorious. Right. It's hard for me to just pull out my wallet and spend the money when I think that I can do it myself. And I know that comes from, you know, the way I was raised with my father. Sure. He, he would never sure. pay for something that he could do on his own. Like mowing the grass, it was either him or me. He would never pay somebody else to do it because he could do it. Right. And that's, and I think a lot of people have that. that well, I, I mean, I, and again, it's not a right or wrong situation. I mean, I think it's admirable, but at the end of the day, you just have to decide what you want out of life. I mean, if, I'm, there, there's certainly there's a million things in my business I can do. Uh, I choose not to. What what I what I'm a huge advocate of is options. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't do things. I mean, I, you know me. I love the marketing side of the business. I love getting in there. I love figuring out, mixing it up, how to do how to do great things, how to engage our audience. That's what I live for right now, and, and how to coach people and bring them to the next level and open up their eyes and really show them what's possible. That's what I love doing. Um, but I also equally love that I have the option in my organization of not doing any of it. Yeah. Um, and I, and I know for a fact that I created that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, giving yourself options and actually creating a business that allows you to function without having to do anything, but having the option to do everything 
man, that's the best of both worlds. Because then you've really created it, right? You've created the freedom. You've created the situation where, man, if I want to walk away for a month, the cash register still singing. Things are still happening. Everybody keeps going, right? And man, that's when things get really, really cool. Well, you're about to take a two-week vacation to – you're leaving in a couple of days. Where are you going? Miami, Bahamas, New York. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we're just kind of going to jump on a couple planes and go hang out a little bit and just take the girls around and chill out. And, and I have have no doubt everything will keep going. Hell, I have – I uh, was working with some guys in the last few days on a couple little masterminds here we're doing here. And I had my business partner. He's out on vacation, was at the USA soccer game the other night. And I mean, it's like we all, because of what we've created, we've created the situation where the team continues to roll, continues to function, even when we're off doing these other things. Some are with work, some with vacation, some are, you know, soccer games, whatever. It just keeps moving. And like I said, that's when it gets really cool. Yeah. So I want to kind of digress i just had this thought because this actually plays really well into this and i mentioned your i mentioned your name on one of the most recent podcasts that i did with mark winters and he is the co-author of the book rocket fuel which you've read yep. right yeah yep. so the for anybody who hasn't listened to read that book or listened to the previous episode with mark uh rocket fuel is the is a book about that super important relationship between the the visionary which is usually the founder of a business and what Mark calls the integrator, op- oftentimes the operational person, the, the person who integrates all the visionaries' ideas and, and executes and gets things done. And I, I think one of the reasons I brought, you know, when you, when you put the two together, it's like rocket fuel. So that's the name. And I believe I brought your name up because in the past, I, I don't know, year and a half or so, when you brought your best friend, lifelong friend, Jerry, to come in as the, your integrator and your person who, in essence, operates the company and allows you the freedom to do the visionary, the creative things while he takes care of the, the operations of finance, the, the necessary evils of business, the spreadsheets. Right. Um, you've, tell me about your experience in just, and I kind of know this, but in working with Jerry and finding that integrator who complements you, but is still opposite in a lot of ways, like how important that is as a entrepreneur. Oh, I think it's everything. I mean, I, I've uh, I've had many business partners. Uh, I've owned many, many companies over the years. There's no doubt that that this is the um, latest, greatest, and best situation that I, I've ever put myself in and put my family in, put our company in. Um, it just happens to be, fortunately, that is also uh, my best friend, my lifelong friend, a guy that that is I've known since second grade. Right? He's known me longer than my wife has known me. Um, I think if you're a visionary, what I've learned over the years is you uh, you can easily be the guy or girl that's driving your your team absolutely crazy. Um, you are, you know, your ideas have a tendency to spin people out. But especially, oh, that's what I was doing, right? I would sit there and talk to my team openly and try to discuss ideas with them. And because I'm the owner, founder, and CEO, they're taking those ideas as the gospel. And next thing I know, they're working on... Um, all kinds of different things they should have never been working on. And you can attest to that. Um, we were, we were just talking and the next thing I know, I've got them, you know, <laughs> marching, marching in different directions. I think I'm just talking. They're taking it as orders. direction. Yeah. As orders. And so having somebody that, that me as a, as a visionary can sit here and bounce the ideas off and, you know, vet things out and, and then have a guy and, and Quite frankly, he's brought in a lot of other people around him now that can take those ideas and turn them into reality and do it in a, in a sensible way, do it in a very logical way, do it in a methodical way to where, um, we're not just. Or, or sometimes tells you, no, can't, we can't do that. Yeah, totally. That's, I mean, basically says, dude, this is not going to happen right now. We just don't have the, we don't have the resources. We don't have the manpower. Um, you got to take it down a notch and, and somebody that I respect enough to tell me that. That I think as a visionary man, when when you do that, that's that's the secret sauce. When you can actually get somebody that's that understands your vision, understands how to atar- articulate it to a team, uh, understands how to drive a team, uh, and is equally as passionate as you are about the process, but they're not, you know, as as crazy as you are. Um, that's a good thing, and it's a it's a really powerful combination. Yeah, and it's I I know that you know when I started working with you. Um, but you know, prior to Jerry and then after Jerry, just how, 
how much things have changed and, you know, operational efficiency kind of came up. So I definitely brought your, your name up and your relationship with Jerry on the previous episode to just kind of demonstrate that. I know it's, it's one of those things that I don't currently have as an integrator in my, in my business. And I think it's what most people don't, but it's probably the single most wished for uh, thing, you know, especially among our entrepreneurial friends who are almost all visionaries, right? And we're like, I just wish I could duplicate myself and you know, have somebody to implement all my crazy ideas. Um, yeah, we have a tendency to basically drive people around us crazy. And then we also, you know, most of the guys I know, they have a tendency to not want to relinquish control. So I think being able to give up control, being able to understand how somebody can actually um, take your business to scale is, is those are massively powerful concepts when you're able to actually implement Right. So tell me about some of the biggest mentors and people that you've learned from and go to for advice, uh, kind of in your life, whether it well, was in the past or now, because all of us yeah, I mean, are I always had, reaching out to others to, uh, to help us when we get stuck. Yeah. So I had a, you know, I had a very unique relationship and continue to have a unique relationship with my father. It's not your normal father son relationship by any stretch of the imagination. We're basically, um, we're in business together and, and, and that's kind of the relationship we've had my entire life. And it, and it's, it's fine. It's, it's good. It's works and it, and it works for us. It's all we know. So my father's certainly been a mentor to me like that over the years. I had a guy by the name of Sal Ricciardi when I was in the, um, grocery business that was like, a, uh, like another father to me and really took me under his wing and showed me, showed me and taught me a lot over the years. Uh, as I started moving into the real estate side of it, you know, I, I kind of, reached out and hired local, I mean, hired mentors uh, through an education company that came in and, and helped me with that business. And then as I started taking a business to scale, I started working uh, with some guys, some local or some national masterminds that really helped me. And you know, some guys over there, fortune builders that I've, I've been friends with over the years, really kind of helped and were pivotal in my career. Um, my Now my business partners with um, Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice and Perry Belcher, those are all very, you know, those are got key guys in my world right now. Uh, Frank Kern, who is a, a very good friend of mine and has been a great sounding board and, and mentor for me as well. Um, you know, I, 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 my network is, is, uh, is constantly and, and consistently, um, evolving. But I think, you know, I, I, I take a lot from a lot of people and I try to give a lot as well, but I try, but there's a lot of people I pick up a lot of great information from and, and try to implement as fast as I possibly can. Yeah. What what about some of the things you're trying to implement now? Like, tell me about some of the bigger visions. Uh, real estate worldwide is growing rapidly, and there's always new things going on. What What do you think the next five years looks like for you and your um, business? Well, we're, we're really kind of grow, we're really growing our education side of our business. We've become uh, the go to from a from a software standpoint, um, and so we're trying to take that software and parlay it into really providing more services from a financing side of our business to our students, but also our education side. We're really escalating that and creating uh, our real estate worldwide Academy, which we're doing it in a very different way than, than uh, is customary or standard in the industry today. We're really doing it where we're doing the ISD um, curriculum instructional system design. We're kind of putting it together in a way with very much like a college course is put together. We brought some PhDs in, in that are, that are helping us. We're going to go for our ACE accredited accreditation. So American Council of Education, we're actually going to go for the, the, we're going to go for broke here and, and get our education where you can get college credit for it, which is something that is, uh, rarely, if not, you know, ever done on this side of the coin, we're, we're, we're going to go for it. We believe in ourselves enough that we believe we can bring such value that we're going to do that. And so we're excited about that. We're excited about, you know, again, our, our mastermind program where we're continuing to surround ourselves with hundreds and hundreds uh, of investors all over the country and taking a vested interest in their business and showing them, you know, and surrounding them with people that can show them how to do big things. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I'm the, 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 the beauty of it is, is, we deal in, our, in uh, the real estate side of the business where whether it's good, mark, uh, good market, bad market, sideways, it doesn't really matter, right? There's always a market for what we're doing, and we're just really dedicated to becoming the, the gold standard in the industry. Yeah, would you say, you know, you know, you mentioned the market, depending on what it's doing. Uh, the nice part, about, especially about wholesaling and real estate, it's 
like you said, there's almost always an opportunity no matter what's happening. If when times are actually pretty good, like, you know, arguably right now, there's no major uh, financial crisis going on yet. Uh, there's a lot, probably a lot of buyers out there and a lot of demand for these houses. And when things get really ugly, like back in 2008 and 2009, there becomes a lot more sellers. So uh, whenever you've got a either a big supply or a big demand, there's always opportunity. Wouldn't you say that? So it's almost insulated from a lot of the um, the market ups and downs. Yeah. When you're in this side of the market, man, when you're an investor, basically you're investing in crisis real estate. It's that simple, yeah. right? And there's never a shortage of crisis in, in any economy, whether it's divorce, death, foreclosure, bankruptcy, uh, you know, somebody's behind on their bills. Somebody's, uh, you know, facing, like I said, facing foreclosure. They've got unwanted rental property. They just inherited a property. All, all these situations happen every single day, regardless, right? Nobody, nobody stops uh, going through those situations because it's a good market or a bad market. Those happen every day. And as, and for our particular business, that's kind of where we focus, we focus on. We, we are, we are the, the, the company and, and the industry that is there to step in and relieve people in those situations, right? We come in and, you know, provide a solution quickly to them, get them out of a cat, out of a, out of a difficult situation fast, and then turn it into a business where we can quickly liqu- liquidate the house so everybody wins. Right. I love that. All right, Kent. So now is the time where we flip the script and I like to help the guest on the show figure out, you know, anything that you're trying to accomplish now, if there's any resources you're looking for, if there's any nuts you're trying to crack and not quite sure where to find it, whether it's people, skill sets, you know, really anything. This is now is your time to ask us for help. Ask us for help. Well, I mean, we're always looking for. Uh, we're always looking for people that are interested in learning how to buy uh, and sell real estate or just buy real estate, right? So we be, we basically have the ability to help two uh, very specific types of people out there. People that are interested in, you know, they've got a little bit of intrigue. They're interested in learning how to buy and sell um, real estate and actually turn it into, a, you know, a job, a business income, you know, whether that's part-time or even full-time. Uh, anybody that's interested in that kind of stuff, we're always looking for great candidates for our business for that. And equally, on the other side, we can help people that are just looking to do it in a very passive way. Uh, you know, our investing business that I mentioned is doing 50 or 60 properties a month now is always looking for good clients that, that are, you know, want to kind of take the hands off approach. They just want to build a portfolio of rental income properties and don't want to do anything, don't want to touch it, don't want to go and collect rent, don't want to, Basically, wants uh, you know a, a professional team to manage that that entire process for them. We currently manage thirty five hundred rental properties, single family homes, all over the, I should say, all over the country. They're in Dallas and Houston and Memphis, uh, for roughly about fifteen hundred investors all over the world. So yeah, you know, if, we didn't really. We, I mentioned that in the introduction, but we didn't really cover that, and I don't want to go too too far into it. But that's you know, you're you you're the only family. As far as we know, right? Who's got four businesses, is it, on the Inc. 5000? Right, exactly. Right, I mean, all serving real estate investors and the real estate industry. And for all those folks, like you said, who uh, the active side of wholesaling sounds like, that eh, sounds really awesome, but also sounds like a lot of work. Um, yeah, I mean, we, again, we we serve very two, two very different type of clientele, right? The active person that's, man, I want to get in there. I want to figure this out. I really want to, I'm tired of my nine to five. I'm, you know, I want to go and do this. I mean, we've got a, we got you covered A to Z, right? There's nobody better at at showing somebody how to do that than we are. Um, Equally, um, in our actual core investing business, we really focus uh, all our attention on creating a passive environment for, for that core clientele. So, like you said, I mean, it doesn't really matter where you're, where you're coming from. There's 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 a lot of people that fall into both those categories, whichever way you're approaching it, or if you just want to figure out, you know, what some of all this information is about. We we we're always looking to help people um, take it to the next next step, the next level, next natural level in their progression on real estate. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, obviously, st- people who want to learn, people who are interested in investing. What else out there? I mean, I know one of the, one of the keys to your success has always been surrounding yourself with people who can help really pull levers in your business and give you the shortcuts. Like we mentioned, is there anybody else out there that you would absolutely love to connect with? Whether it's somebody to maybe a speaker for one of your events, because I know that you do a lot of great events, whether it's, um, you know, anybody who has any specialized business or marketing knowledge that 
you know, could help fill a hole in your business? Is there well, I can tell you that if, if you're a good online marketer or you're a good uh, sales associate, somebody that, that truly uh, enjoys bringing value to people and loves to stand behind a product and loves to get on the phone and, and help people to reach their goals in either one of those scenarios, we want to talk to anybody and everybody we possibly can. Um, you know, we, we love, uh, we love the team we have and we love continuing to build that team with people that, that just make us better. And those are two areas that, that help us with our reach, right? We, we have a lot of people that come at us, um, and being able to provide them that one-on-one service and get somebody on the phone with them and help them kind of open doors. You know, we're always looking for people that can help us do that. Equally, we're looking for people that can always help us to expand our, our reach. So marketing, uh, in any way, shape or form, I said online, but you know, offline, direct response, uh, press releases. I mean, you name it. We're looking for good marketing people, social media all the time. Right. Well, and I can attest from firsthand knowledge about just what kind of a culture that you've created at Real Estate Worldwide, how amazing it is to work there, how much you foster the entrepreneurial spirit and personal development with your employees and uh, partners and everybody else. So uh, I just highly recommend if anybody out there listening has, you know, any, um, you know, any interest in that, don't hesitate to take Kent up on, you know, that invitation. So what are the best places to, you know, for them to reach out in contact. Um, one thing's for sure. I'm not hard to find on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get, I get a lot of flack about how much Facebook advertising we do. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to find on Facebook. I would invite you to go there. It's, you know, Kent Clothier. Um, or you can just go to kentclothier.com or just go to reww.com. Those are three places where, um, again, I'm pretty easy to, to reach out to and, and begin, begin the conversation. Awesome. Well, man, I, uh, as I said, this has been a long time coming in the, you know, in the podcast. And uh, I'm actually glad that if anything else, instead of starting off the show with you when I didn't have many listeners, I'm glad that I can bring you on when I've got a much bigger listener base and, you know, more people can really benefit from, you know, the things you have to share. And for those of you who've listened to this and it's really resonated, what I'm hoping that you're taking away from it, which is what I've taken away from you know, my relationship with Kent here, is that it really is about the space in between your ears, which is what determines your success. Um, it's not the mechanics. I mean, any, any monkey can pull a lever in a business and set up the little mechanics, but it, it really takes kind of a different mindset in order to make it happen and to weather those storms and actually just pull the trigger and go even when you're scared, even when you don't know how it's going to work out, even when you're worried that you might lose some money or, you know, or God forbid fail at something. Uh, I think you've heard from Ken's story about how the mindset and, you know, is so important and it's top of his mind. It's top of mind when he's teaching students, when he's working with clients, when he's working with partners. Uh, I can tell you the one thing that I've always, partially admired and then partially got mowed over with is when Kent wants to uh, move, dude, you just go. It's like, <laughs> get, get, get on board or get out the way, Jack. Yeah, we're going, baby, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've also, by the way, uh, in the very near future, by the time this launches, you may have a, your own podcast up. Is that right? People can start to Cor- tune in? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We'll um, I'll link we'll to that in the show notes. Absolutely. Cool. So if you like the things Kent talks about, you can obviously uh, check him out on his upcoming iTunes shows. And uh, he's always on Facebook Live because he likes to talk. So you can go <laughs> tune in there <laughs> and follow him on the Snap. What are you on Snapchat? Kent, Kent Clothier. Man, I'm not hard to find. No, no, no. No, I'm not hard to find. I'm out there. Cool. Well, bud, this has been a blast and I look forward to sharing it with the world. And um, I wish you a great vacation here coming up and uh connecting when we get back when you get back thanks brother i appreciate it thanks for having me on all right man appreciate you all right guys if you've enjoyed the show let me know send an email to ask brad at baconwrappedbusiness.com and tell me how amazing i am and how okay kent is too (laughs) (laughs) um actually if you want uh i've been doing this recently i just i've been getting uh I've been getting asking for book recommendations from my, my crowd here. And uh, people have been writing in with awesome book, 
you know, recommendations. I'm trying to think what the last one was. I was trying to pull it up. I should have been a little bit more, um, prepared here, but I'm always, I'm a voracious reader. So I'm always asking people to, to reach out and give me new books to read. And if you have a book that's really inspired you, that has been like really cool or really insightful, just shoot that over to askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com. Uh, I'll read it. And if I remember, I'll mention it on the air. But if you are also in a position where you do own a business and you're stuck and just either, you know, profits have plateaued, you're not exactly sure what to do, you know, there's a lot of marketing strategies and business growth strategies out there. And that's maybe the problem is there's too many and you're a little overwhelmed going, uh, this all sounds good. I don't have enough hands to do them all. And I don't know which one will actually generate revenue and which one's just, you know, not right for me. Send me an email. Ask Brad at baconwrapbusiness.com and I will take a look at it and we will jump on the phone. And if it is something that I can help you out with, I will do that and we will see if there's an opportunity for you to just kind of plug that hole and move on. Or maybe there's a potential to work together, partner up and see if we can do something together. If so, once more, ask Brad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. Um, until next time, guys, Kent, thanks a lot, buddy. And we will talk, you and I will talk real soon to everybody else. Thanks for sharing the show, reviewing it and just subscribing. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Boom.